Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Now, unlike last year's budget focusing more on wealth redistribution, Budget 2024 has an investment tilt that lifts market sentiment. The STI stayed in positive territory throughout the trading session last Friday, including during the budget speech by Finance Minister Lawrence Wong. While expansionary Budget 2024 is geared towards incentivizing investments in things like green transition, human capital, critical infrastructure, and high-quality foreign direct investment. So let's check in now with Alvin Chow. He's the CEO of Dr. Wealth to find out who are the winners and losers in the stock market. Good morning, Alvin. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Ryan. Happy New Year to you. Happy Thanks New for Year, Alvin. Hope you're keeping well. Let's dive into Budget 2024. So first up, what is your initial impression and overview of Budget 2024? Like what you said, it has the investment tilt year and there's a lot of investment that's going into many different kind of industry and sectors so generally I think that is a good sign. Mm. There are two other things that stood out for me. So the first is the CPF special account at H55 will be closed and that has been a big hoo-ha in the community and people are still absorbing the news as we speak so there yeah. can be a lot of planning that needs to follow up from here and second is BPM did spend quite a lot of time talking about the renewable energy transition and hydrogen has been talked and discussed quite a fair bit during the speech but something came about the nuclear power he did mention something about that I thought that was a little bit like seeding the idea that there could be a possibility that one day Singapore could consider nuclear because he did say mm. a lot of the renewables were not enough to really be 100% supporting our infrastructure. So that nuclear possibility is still there. So I thought he was like softening the ground on that part. Yeah, I've been lots of interesting nuggets to look at. And of course, let's dive into some of the measures that were announced. And we are looking at things like helping households cope with the cost of living pressures, the cost of living issue has been on the background for quite some time and we got the assurance package enhanced by a substantial $1.9 billion that increases its size to $12 billion. So we've got CDC vouchers, special payments, USAFE utility bill rebates. So what's your assessment of how this is going to play out into the stock market? The most obvious benefit would be the CDC vouchers because this can be spent at groceries, supermarkets, as well as in a coffee shop, supporting the local F&B vendors. And the companies that benefit would be like Xingxiong, DFI, and PSC Corporation, which is a distributor of a lot of those rice, essentials, oils mm. in Singapore. So they would probably see a demand coming in from that end. And Kim Lee, which is one of the largest coffee shop operators in Singapore, would also benefit from that. So I guess that is the most obvious one. And the other part would be the NSMN, that every NSMN got like $200. That has even greater utility because it's not limited to just groceries, F&B, specifically at the coffee shops, but it's extended to, you can really just buy it with anything. And that would help the broader retail that would include like Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust and Fraser Center Point Trust, which runs a lot of malls in Singapore. As well as I would think restaurants, right, like Jumbo, R&S, would also see some increased spending as this NSN spend their credits. Yeah, a nice list of names to look at when it comes to potential consumer stocks that might be winners. Now, let's look at what else is also playing out in terms of support. We've got some support for businesses as well in terms of perhaps transitioning to a greener future. How is that going to play out? What are the companies look at? 
I think in terms of the business support, it's very widespread, right? Because there's a lot of tax credit, tax relief, some wage support for the enterprises. Because the policy is so widespread, we can't really pinpoint which company will actually benefit from it. But generally, the overall business landscape should improve in Singapore. And second, on that energy transition, definitely there's a big thing, right? The Future Energy Fund is funded by $5 billion. And the clear beneficiary would be like Capital and SEMCOP, which are powering the renewables transition for Singapore. Just as we speak, there's a Capital Sacra Cogen plant mm. that's expected to be completed by first quarter of 2022. So this is a sign of what is to come in the next five to 10 years. Okay, and if you look at the business landscape, the tech manufacturing landscape is also a single bit of a boost. Singapore will invest more than $1 billion in the artificial intelligence industry over the next five years. What are the main names we should be looking at on this front? So the two names that pop up for this will be Singtel and Capital DC REIT for the fact that Singtel has joined the NVIDIA Partner Network Club program, which Singtel also have a lot of uh, data centers to house a lot of these NVIDIA servers if required. And Capital DC is also another key data center operator in Singapore. So given that AI is very computing intensive and it requires a lot of server space, and that would drive up the demand for data center real estate. So they could be possibly be able to see higher rents in the future, given the limited space in Singapore. Singapore is also facing a reality where one in four will be above the age of 65 come 2030. So a lot of focus on aged healthcare, active aging. What is the playbook here for investors? For the healthcare side, it's a lot harder for us to see the impact because, for example, the MediSafe top-up of $300 may not flow to, say, private hospital operators like Raffles Medical and IHH because $300 is not immediately you can spend it and it's really dependent on criteria whether you can utilize the funds as well as if it's $300, I don't think people would just say that I'll choose a private hospital over a public hospital. So I think the amount or the quantum is just not sufficient for people to jump to private and benefit those companies. So I guess the impact is a bit gradual and it's again more widespread because for example, some of the improvement in infrastructure, it could benefit construction companies theoretically, but we won't know exactly which project is granted to which company. So at this point in time, there's no clarity on that part. All right, Alvin, on the other side of the equation, let's look at perhaps some of the losers or these companies that might face headwinds. And we are looking at the impact of the move towards BEPS 2.0, where there is a shift towards a global minimum tax rate of 15%. And a couple of companies are effectively paying a minimum effective tax rate below that right now. For example, ST Engineering is at 9.1%. So if companies like this have to face higher tax rates, how is this going to impact some of their earnings? I guess this BEPS 2.0 is still under works. A lot of details have yet to be ironed out and of course implementation is not immediate. Definitely if the tax rate is going to be increased to 15%, some of the companies would have to bear a higher tax burden and that will reduce the net profits and of course potential dividends to shareholders. And overall, even as Singapore as a whole, there could be potentially some tax revenue loss and that would also require the government to seek more revenue in some other areas, like for example, raising GSD, etc. So I guess the real impact again is remains to be seen because the details are still being ironed out at this point in time. Yeah, definitely cost pressures for some of these MNCs to watch out for. We've been looking at some of the winners and losers coming out of budget 2024 in the stock market with Alvin Chow. He's the CEO of Dr. Wealth. Alvin, thank you so much for your time and insights this morning. Thank you, Ryan. All right, we'll catch up with you again soon, Alvin. Stay Money FM 89.3.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.